Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Today, we continue our director's spotlight for Martin Scorsese in anticipation of Killers of the Flower Moon. Today is our fifth out of six movies in anticipation. Uh, We've got Shutter Island today, released on February 19th, 2010. It was written by Leda Calagritis and based on a novel by Dennis Lehane, obviously directed by Martin Scorsese. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Now, Shutter Island. This is a big one. This is a big stop, uh, because as of yet, so far on our little journey here, Mm -hmm. through Martin Scorsese's filmography and this little project, this is the first one that we have both watched and we have both loved. This movie mm-hmm. appeared on both of our top 100 lists. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh it's it's clearly it's clearly very very good. Uh very very enjoyable. Uh th- how many viewings was this for you? What are you what are you on here? I was trying to think about that. I think this is my fifth. I think if I had to take a number, I'd say it's probably around 5. Um I'd say that's probably a good thing for a movie. Whenever you start to lose count, Mhm. You know, you know you've kind of passed that threshold. Um, and, and it's, it is something, something, something good. I was just trying to see where I did put it on my list. I put it at 44. Okay. So it beat, it beat the end game threshold midway, which I, I, I definitely agree with after this watch. I think it could even rise a little bit more after this watch. I'm not, not entirely sure, but it's definitely still on there. That's for sure. It was on there to begin with. It was going to be on there to stay. Um, yeah, it, was a, it appeared at 52 on mine and, uh, hmm. I've got a, um, I got an interest, you know, I, I really, really enjoy this movie and it would still be in my top 100. This is one that I actually like less the second time I watched it. Mm, um, kind of the magic I, is taken away from it a little yeah, bit. You know, and, and not, not, not particularly, you know, like, uh, the filmmaking is phenomenal. I think that mm-hmm. the direction without Martin Scorsese directing and you can have Mark Ruffalo, you can have Ben Kingsley. They are fantastic obviously in this movie the performances are astounding but if you don't have leonardo dicaprio this movie falls apart um that's true. uh like uh i think uh the the story oh, is super yeah. compelling you know it's super compelling especially on a first viewing because even just the mystery is enough you know like just the like how did she escape from her cell someone's mm-hmm. missing like already you're kind of like okay cool we've got this interesting detective noir sort of thing that Scorsese's doing and he doesn't do a lot of that um it's a pretty unique Scorsese flick you know so it's got a lot going for it mm-hmm. I don't want to make it sound like I'm like oh I don't like this movie. I still love this movie but uh yeah I, it was interesting I was kind of like ah you know what I, I liked it a lot more on my first viewing than I did my second viewing and I do think that is partially because I just uh, I knew where it was going 
you know um but there are there are still some new things you know i still came away from it especially the ending man like really the ending is the thing that can only get better i think that throughout the movie there's there's a there's something that happens with these sort of massive twists Hmm. You know, like when you go back and watch Westworld season one now, or when you go and watch uh, the prestige hmm. and stuff like that, you can like pick out stuff. that's like, oh, they're alluding to this. They're alluding to this. And there's some of that here. But they do like a an astounding job of making it seem like that is not at all where this yeah. movie is heading. Oh, yeah. And therein makes it a little less rewarding on rewatch, you know, like, uh, but I, that, that's not a complaint. Like, because like I said, first watch was fucking outstanding. I, I like, I love this movie, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, yeah it's just, just wanted to get that out of the way. It's kind of like you're watching it after the first watch. You're always watching to be like, okay, like how early is he smoking a cigarette? Let's see, like, how early is he taking in all of these, you know, the, the drugs and everything. And, and when, when can he? start to go crazy, you know, whatever, like, I, I don't know, you're starting to piece together Teddy's everything, but then everything that happens with the escaped patient and, like, to get him there in the first place, it's all just kind of, like, setting up the grander Teddy story, um, so, like, it, it really just kind of doesn't matter until the very end when they're like, yeah, no, we set all of this up for you, mm-hmm. and it's all a show, just and- for you. And granted, I guess that like y- the value you place on rewatches of this movie could be changed depending on whether or not you believe that, mm. you know, I do. I believe it wholeheartedly yeah. that Teddy came to this island after the de- like, I think it would take away from the emotional payoff of the ending if he didn't. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I buy it wholeheartedly that Teddy is not Teddy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's Andrew. He's but... Andrew latest. Good old good old Andy. I I think there's three there's three paths that I've gone down on my watches. One, just believing in what the movie tells you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get there and it's like, Yep, his wife killed the kids, he killed the wife, he made up a story to not believe what he did and yeah, avoid that crazy. trauma. We're at we're at the island. Other path that I wanted to believe was that this was some like deeper mystery show sort of with you know he's um he's a marshal he's looking too deeply into things that he shouldn't be looking into um some opera you know operation paperclip sort of stuff we're taking some nazis after the war we're doing a lot of nazi science stuff like that 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 the people wouldn't want to know about so they create this elaborate scheme to get him to think he's crazy to lobotomize him and then quiet him down and then I'm like, as I'm watching, I'm like, okay, they don't do enough in the movie for that to be like fulfilling or satisfying, no. you know, like no. there's not done, there's not enough to where like that could be the answer. Um, if they were going to follow that route, I'd say like the, the, uh, in the cave, whenever he meets the escaped doctor, this yeah, time, Rachel, position, the, Rachel, yeah. Rachel Solando too. Exactly. I think like if they went down that path more and they were like, yeah, no, like, that, you know, like, if that wasn't just all in his head and him just feeding the, the dream even more, you know, or whatever, I think I think that could have been cool. Then the other path that I found this watch was like, wait a minute. You know, like, they say that he's done, like, unspeakable things. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then that warden that drives him in the car, you know, like, you're a violent man. Could be talking about, like, his war past or whatever. Right, but right. It, it, it seems that there's, like, this hatred 
towards him. Like he's did he did something really bad, you know. And uh, honestly, killing your wife, yeah, bad. But after she kills your three kids and tells you that you want to dress him up on the table and stuff, like you don't feel as bad for him killing his wife, you know. And like, even and even so, she tells she basically tells him to fucking do it. You know, she's like, yeah. uh, "I want to go home like, now." Yeah, like, please yeah, like, let me go. You yeah. know, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Like, like, did he do something way worse that we don't know of? And was he like, if he's Andrew Latest, then is he some firebug? Because he does explode the car. You know, he explodes. Mm, yeah, that's uh, true. That's Dr. true. Dr. Collie, Collie's car. He I likes like the matches whenever he's talking to Andrew Latus, yeah, you know, every yeah. time he's like, and, uh, in that scene in the cave, literally, like, it's one of my favorite, it, it might be my favorite scene. I have two that I'm choosing between. And it, it's literally, they're talking like, and you see the, f- the fire that's in between them. You mm. see the shot. You don't see like the base of the fire, but you just see the tops of the flames and like their faces. Like it's yeah. 180, like, uh, flips back and forth from Rachel's face to, Teddy, I don't know what to call him. Do we just Teddy Andrew? I mean, I, it depends on what part of the story you're talking about. Like, I don't think like I'm not calling him Andrew until the end of the movie. You know, like uh, yeah, because it's it's something with this source sort of disassociative identity thing. It's like he really this movie does. treats it interestingly, and that's because yeah. it's like the 50s or 60s or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. Teddy exists. You know, it's just it's. It's yeah. just in, it's just within him. So like uh, they obviously treat it like Teddy's not real, but like mm-hmm. it's very real to him. You know, like that's a that's a very real existence that has occurred for him. It's the delusion around Teddy that you can go like, no, that's not real. You know, like uh, yeah. but uh, Teddy himself is a very real person. So like uh, the person he becomes in that in that time is. I think it's I think it's fair to say that he is Teddy, you know. I don't think we can we mm-hmm. like so I'll I'll default to Teddy probably mostly cuz that's just who he is throughout the for throughout most yeah. of the movie. Yeah. Just uh, you hear it the most as well. Yeah. You know, it's just he's only Andrew at the very end whenever it is realized and everything. So, I don't know. I think um cuz it is interesting whenever he's in I don't know if it was Auschwitz or I don't know, some concentration camp, but he's having he's seeing a young girl there and it is one of his daughters yeah there but it's not his wife there like no. it's not so maybe it's just you know you should have saved me sort of thing like you know you didn't get here fast enough we died it's rachel solando he sees there isn't it like rachel oh, one. it is yeah so he's imagining uh, he's imagining that it's rachel and her daughter that he should have saved and he doesn't know think, why he feels that way but I think that daughter's the same daughter I think Oh yeah the kids are never yeah. the kids are never different uh it's all it's always his it's daughter uh, who is also Rachel by the way That was one of the things that uh Wait. this time around I was kind of like well, okay um Rachel hap- Rachel Slando happens to be an anagram for Dolores Chanel but oh, also okay. Rachel yeah. is the daughter's name also um so I was like Okay, like uh, that that stuff I was kind of like that's a little contrived I think, but it's still it's fine. It's a very small complaint. Uh a character name is hardly anything to be like, ah, but uh mm. Yeah, no, I thought that was interesting. Um I thought you were about I, to say like they are the same person. Like I thought you were right. about to say like this mother and daughter are actually oh, like, like it's an imagined version, version of her grown. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, Wait I a minute, what did I miss? I'm like, Hold no, on, is no, I think I just think it's a, 
it was a choice the writers made that mm. I think is just kind of dumb, yeah. in my opinion. Like the daughter's name didn't need to be Rachel. I like. I guess I get Solano is kind of a goofy last names. You can kind of get away with that. So like rearranging Dolores Chanel's name to spell Rachel because it's your daughter. Mm-hmm. I could see that, you know, like that's, that's something that like the leap isn't super big. It's just something that I think is kind of goofy to be like Rachel Solando. Rachel's actually his daughter too, but it's also an anagram for Dolores Chanel and like all that stuff. I just thought it was a little goofy, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. I don't know, they could have just you kinda, with, like, Andrew Latest anagram. It could have just been like, hey, this is your past name. This is the name you're going with now. You know, yeah. look at it. It's the exact same, you know. I don't know. I could, what the rule of four, part? who is 67. Like, yeah. That's you know. pretty cool. Yeah, and like I've always the, liked that. I've always liked that. Yeah. The rule of yeah. four. And then, like, you, he's like, what's the rule of four? And he's like, is that some psycho, psych, or psych term? What, what's what's up with that? Yeah. And like you don't hear anything about the rule of four until you get into like that conference room with all the doctors. Like after right. the store, and there's like ah rule of four. I love that one or whatever. Like it's just and that's like I don't know. I, I think that's all that's brought up to it, right? The rule like yep. just until the end. Man, that's great. It's it is. I, I do like how they do just kind of sprinkle stuff in, like here and there. Um, it definitely does work more on first watch. That is for sure. Well, you know, and there are there are. I don't want to make it seem like there's nothing that improves on second watch. You know, mm. like the first time you watch it, whenever they're sitting down with all the patients, um, mm. and he's going, "Who is Andrew Latus?" And they like freak the fuck out. It's not because they're in a fucking mental facility. It's because they know he is Andrew Latus, and yeah, they just got told yeah. they cannot acknowledge that he's Andrew Latus. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, them being yeah. like. I, I, you know, like they're they're they don't know what to fucking say. He wasn't yeah. supposed to start asking about Andrew Latus. You know, like that's uh, yeah. And I noticed the for the first time this watch the the lady that seems somewhat normal um mm-hmm. at, at during those interviews. Uh, for one, she picks up a glass of water, just d- doesn't actually hold anything in her hand as she takes a sip. And I think that's like the camera shows her pick up the glass, but then when it it cuts and she's taking a sip. There's nothing in her hand mm-hmm. at all. And I don't know if that's just like his fear of water or like what's up with that. But then she puts the cup down and it's there again. So like I don't know what that's about. Um, but she uh, – Teddy brings up Dr. Sheen. He says like do, you, like do you know Dr. Sheen? I don't know. I don't know how it's brought up. But then she looks right over to you know Dr. Yeah. Sheen right there uh, but his partner at the time. And she's like – Oh fuck! Like you know, he's like he's saying Andrew Latest. He's saying yeah. Doctor. You know, he's saying all these things that he shouldn't say. And like I, I noticed that like the Doctor Sheen part. He, like she looked right over to him for a split second and was like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going on." It's yeah. kind of in order to put on such a show, the whole island. You know, I feel like he had to do something a lot worse. Like this dude is dangerous. You know, is it just his military background that makes? I him think dangerous? like it's the fact that. If you are this delusional and you are this well-trained, you know, that's mm. something that Ben Kingsley points out. His character, Dr. Colley, points out. He's like, you are the most dangerous patient on the yeah. island. And I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily because of something he did do or if it's because of something he could do if he continues to go down this path. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, uh, is, it, is it for the things that he has done on the island that makes him the most dangerous one there or is it his past you know i'm i'm going stuff he did on the island um mm. because like like it says you know you took out guards you took out other prisoners mm. like you you did like you or other patients 
Like you did, you've done a whole lot of stuff and we've been there to kind of make sure you don't go any further, but you've gotten loose a couple times, you know, like you got away and we don't know what you're going to do during that time. Like that's, uh, so like, I, I think it's more a, what he could do rather than what he has done sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, like you saw with the, with the wooden gun, he was more than willing to shoot and kill Dr. Collie, you know? That's like true. that's something he was more than willing to do, and that's because he was in a deluded state. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I fe- I just feel like they're, you know, maybe that I'd say, you know, the police show up to his house. They see his wife and three kids dead. They're probably like, well, I mean, they probably think that he did it all, you know. Right. Um, so, like, maybe there's something there you know where he i don't know I, i'm trying to just think of no yeah i i thought of that on the second watch it's it's massively trusting of dr collie and sheehan to believe him that he didn't kill yeah. his kids and just killed his like wife. i'm thinking it's like something worse and this is like a good cover-up story like this is Something that he can actually, like, come to terms with, maybe. But, like, mm. I feel like, like, this, uh, because he says to, um, Dr. Sheen, what's, what's his name before Dr. Sheen? Chuck. Chuck. That's right, Chuck. He tells Chuck, yeah, my, my wife died. She, bur- she was killed by, you know, a, fl- a, a fire guy, you know, whatever, burnt down in the apartment. And then you see right. that dream he's having where she, like, turns into embers and dies. Or crumbles, and, like, yeah. You know, crumbles away. But then he killed, you know, obviously he can't know that he kills her if he does kill her eventually. So he has to come up with something fake mm. or whatever. Like, is there some truth to that fire bug or whatever, you know? Um, and That's that's interesting because um, something that does get revealed later on is that she tried to burn down the house oh, because she was trying to commit suicide. That's right. Okay. So because she killed okay. their kids he feels responsible for it uh yeah, because he, he let it go he on didn't for get her help long. he didn't you know yeah. like all that um okay yeah yeah okay that that makes sense i guess it is that does warrant i don't know does that warrant yeah i guess if he goes delusional and he doesn't believe in what happened and like then he, he is he was he a u.s marshal for real was he actually uh, yes. in the war? I do I do believe like, that. Um, yeah, sure I think that think, the memory he's seeing happened. Yeah. Um Yeah, I feel like you don't you don't make up, you know, firing squad, a bunch of Nazis and and then, you know, the the main dude there, I don't, Commandant, I don't know if there's an official name for, you know, took him an hour yeah, to right die. Now. I loved it. Oh my god, that was awesome. Uh that Great scene. It, and like stepping it, on the gun and pushing it away and because uh, like didn't it start out as the conversation um between like Teddy I think it was Dr. Colley and then the other German yeah, doctor Max, that, that Max Teddy von Fidau. Yeah. Yeah, Teddy hates that guy. He's like, Oh, you're a Nazi straight up. I don't know. You you giving off Nazi vibes, dude. I don't I don't I don't like it. They're playing the same music in that room that is playing in the concentration camp. And that's like yeah. kind of what what brings him back, you know, and and puts him uh, there. So... And and that I, I just like that was my other scene. It was either the the cave meeting with Rachel, um, Rachel two, uh, the fire. I thought it was shot very well. Just in in it, the mystery, you know, just went up like crazy from there. Like I remember on first watch, I'm like, oh dude, this he's 
he's so getting set up here. Like a hundred percent. Like this dude's getting set up. Like I'm I'm fully on Teddy's side. Like they they have to be setting him up to to shut him up. You know he's he's looking into too much. Oh um, yeah, man, and that's what you want. You know, like and that's what makes the movie so heartbreaking. I mean, like mm-hmm. this is Scorsese has a tendency to tell stories that aren't exactly happy. This one's utterly fucking hopeless. You know, like, this is a sad fucking movie, man. And it's because you want so badly for him to be right. You don't want him to be delusional. You want him to be uncovering this big conspiracy where Nazis are, where the Nazis are the bad guys here and, uh, he didn't do anything. And, you know, he's just trying to figure it out, you know? Um, man, it sucks. Uh, And I wanted to, talk about that scene in the in the cave that you're talking about i didn't uh i didn't catch that it's shot in that way that it's like 180 degrees it shows him it shows yeah. her it shows it him it starts that way but when they start conversing and like she's really like letting them know they sit down start a fire and then it's just like mm. bang bang you just see the flames it's pre- it's pretty cool yeah no yeah and that's that's like a you know it's what he's seeing you know they don't show them together because that would break uh-huh. the illusion sort of thing. You know, like it's uh Yeah. What so he's dude, feeling, it's what he's So there's there's a lot dude, of points in this movie where I'm still not exactly sure what's happening. Because, you know, Chuck's his partner and he goes out with him into the woods and he goes and he does this to protect him. You know, he wants to keep him safe. He's like, I don't need you getting out of hand and going off the rails or anything. But that part when Chuck's like he exit on, mm. you know, at one point he's like, uh, found that we got the paper. We got, you the- know, like he also does the whole thing where he's like, uh, there's an earlier point where he says something about how, you know, you're a U.S. Marshal and you've been looking too deep into this. Do you think it's a coincidence that you just happened to get a, a missing persons case out here? You know, like he starts yeah. egging it on. So it's like, is Chuck actually there in that moment? Is that something that he's actually doing? What's the clinical mm-hmm. basis for that? Yeah, Could you be. know, like is is that part of his delusion of Chuck? You know, yeah, huh? That is interesting. Or it could just be that it's like early enough in the movie to where, I, like, yeah, because I wonder if Chuck is like, because he's definitely putting on an act, like him taking off the gun, like the holster, and being super uncomfortable with it. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he's he's not a fucking. He's a doctor. Like, dude does not do that. Yeah, so the, like, the, he's fiddling with the holster and he cannot yeah, so get like, it. Yeah. So, like, is he really there every time or are sometimes, like, a delusion? He's not even there. And it would make sense, you know, he's his primary psychiatrist, so he sees him all the time. And that's who he finds to be his closest confidant. It's who he tells everything to. So, like, uh, it would make mm-hmm. sense for him to see him when he's not there. But another thing that I'm still murky on, what what happened to him when he wasn't there? What did Sheehan do? Is it just that that's the part where he's like, well, then you'll come to the lighthouse looking for me and that's it? Um, Yeah, was that, I guess the goal was always to get him to the lighthouse so that he could have his breakthrough just there. Yeah, at the culmination of that delusion. Like that's that's the goal for Kali and Sheehan. Like that's where they want him to reach. So, yeah, I guess like the whole time it's like, yeah, you you know, Ward C can't get in there and then they got in there and it's just a bunch of fucked up prisoners. Nothing shit. You know, it's it's still fucked up, but nothing shady going on. So it's like there's mm-hmm. only one more place it could be. 
yeah. the lighthouse. So it's 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 always been the focus. So like maybe it was it was just to egg him on and get him focused on like this conspiracy and trying to get him to the lighthouse so that they could have yeah, this so he could see just moment. how untrue it was. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can fuck with that. Yeah, I was just like, uh, there are parts of it where I remember. Obviously, this is a very mm. memorable twist. It's a it's a. Mm-hmm. And I only watched it a couple months back, so it's still relatively fresh in my brain for a second viewing. So there were just points where I was interested to see if there are any points where they lean too heavily into trying to Mm. put you off the scent, you know, and they don't really, you know, there's there's never there's never really any of that. I think that there's a lot of nuance in a lot of the performances like Ben, like specifically Ben Kingsley. Mm. He's got this really off putting nature that you don't you don't know if you can trust and you don't know if that's mm-hmm. because you're seeing it through Teddy's eyes you don't know if that's because he's just not these this isn't what he does he's just doing a giant fucking delusion you know so like there's there's all sorts of stuff there and i thought that mm-hmm. it, it's an exquisitely compelling movie um and it makes me it, it makes you think man it's very very cool i uh i have a great time with it but uh man i i do have right now slotted in Ben Kingsley as Dr. Cawley as the character. Mm. But now, it, it, I was either going back and forth between him or Teddy. Just, I mean, it's a whole character kind of piece yeah, right. on, on Teddy, and that's what the whole movie is. I don't know. I I, I took a liking to to Dr. Cawley. I don't know why this watch. I don't know. Like I, I was, uh, like, just him being like, yeah, no, I, I, I have some crazy idea that if we just treat the patients like human and, and, and talk to them like, no, you know, he's and he means that, you know, like, uh, mm, like that's a good guy. Like, that's I why know. I went with Sheehan yeah. mm. for my character. That's why I went with Mark Ruffalo as Sheehan for my character, because he, mm. they obviously care about Teddy immensely, yeah. you know, yeah. like they, they want him to be better because they want to do everything they can to prevent him from being lobotomized. They're like, this is not what we do this. If we don't, if we don't do this, it means that all our work is, is for not, you know, like, uh, and so it's not just about protecting Teddy. It's about protecting everyone else. You know, it's like all of our patients, this could set a terrible precedent. If we, if, if it comes to this, because it's like the board that wants it to happen. So it's a, it's a privately owned and ran facility. Which, you know, means it's for profit in some capacity, which is also mm. fucked up, you know. So like, there's 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 layers to it. If there's a board, that's like this guy's too dangerous. Pull. There's always this pullback to make me want to jump back into the boat that he's being set up. You know, it's like the, hearing these little details, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe this dude, I don't know. Maybe they are setting them up. They don't want to be found out. But at the same time, they they do really seem like they they they, they do care for him, and they do want to help. do. And I don't think that would be the case. You know, they would just well. And the acting, I mean, like, it, it, I have I have zero doubts that they're not setting him up, just because mm. there's there's too much emotionality with that ending, with Chuck looking or Sheehan looking over at Collie and being like. No, like he's gone, you know, like he, this isn't going to happen for us. And then him getting up and being like, actually, I'm not gone. I just rather not be. Um, what was that? Like, that's what gets me every time. Is that like he, he makes the full realization and he knows 
Like, it's it feels like it's clicked. Maybe he did click before, and maybe this is, you know, he just goes in this loop. I don't know. Mm. And then he, you know, he goes back, but then he he says that line. Like, which would be worse, living as a monster or dying as a good man? Well, and then he gets up and goes with the orderlies willingly. He knows exactly what's about to happen. That's my thing, is that, like, it's uh, it's not, uh, this is one of the more, this is another one of those saddest, sad ass moments in the movie it's that he would rather he'd rather die a good man he's like i like i i know what happened so he's saying i'd rather stay in my head in this delusion than know what happened then and i know what happened and that's not changing you know like that's like uh like now i i know exact there's a reason he created the delusion you know he does not want to live with that So as soon as he's brought out of the delusion and he's like, well, I created the delusion for a fucking reason, you know, like he's like, so I'm, I'm, I'd rather you fucking lobotomize me, you know, like, uh, calling himself a monster. I guess he would view himself as that. I, I guess I'm, I'm really not putting the wife murder up on the pedestal that it should be like it is. No, I mean, like it's, it's a, it's a terrible crime of passion. But they do make it, they, like, they make it clear that he was... Like, Violent man, whore, like, you did yeah. something terrible, Andrew, and you can't live with it, you know, what, like, it's like, I don't know, I feel, if there is anything more to the story, it's not necessarily they're setting them up, it's that, like, there might be some even worse past that Andrew has, or something, you know, like, I, maybe just... Came back from the war. Well, no. Wasn't Marshall. Seemed that he was... I don't know. Maybe that could be fake, though. That that scene that we see of him finding his wife all wet and the kids... You know, maybe... Maybe that's not exactly how it went down. I don't right. know. I assume so. Um, That at least would be face value <clears throat> with what the movie is trying to say. But... Yeah, I guess it does make sense. Him just being a U.S. Marshal, neglecting her mental health completely, him being just gone all the time, alone with the kids. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that the the key note, I think that, like, more than anything, he views himself as a monster rather than them viewing him as a monster necessarily, you know, because I think that... I know that Kali and Sheehan have a desire to help everybody and they make that clear. Like if we can help people, that's, mm-hmm. that's the whole game here. But I don't think they would want to like, they, they want to help him so fucking bad. And it's because I think that they believe the story they're telling him too, you know, and whether that's, I, and I, I say that they believe it because I think it happened, but like, uh, Uh, there's like a pity in them that I don't think you get if he did something truly fucking irredeemable, you know, like, uh, I see there, there would, yeah, maybe this is like the lightest murder they have at the whole Island. Cause like all these other people murdered, like I murdered my, my husband with an ax, you know, that was just like straight up murder or like, you know, I, I don't know what the other crimes that they committed, but, like, it seemed that they were pretty bad, you know? Like, they were some pretty bad I people. I could tell. I um, could tell. She wanted yeah. it. Oh, that, 
She wanted me to pull out my penis. Well, my so thing, my, my thing earlier. What did yeah. he say? Penis or like? I don't know. I couldn't remember. I but like, pull uh, out my thingy and make uh, fun of it. Like what the heck? And uh, she thought she was fooling me. No. Like what the fuck? Do people? Are there actually people like, like oh. that out there? You know? <laughs> yeah, like are there man. are there real people that are out there? Like they need gotta, and they need help, gotta, man. That's, that's that's why they're here. You know? <laughs> you got Oh, she literally asked for a glass of water. I think that's what he said. She's like, she asked me for a glass of water. What was she thinking? She's like, he was like, what was she thinking, dude? Right. And I'm just like, I, like, and now I have this new fear of like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a stranger for something that I think is nonchalant, and they're gonna be like, oh, well, now this is grounds to kill you, and I'm pissed at you, and you, you, I don't know, you know, like it's, um, I don't know, I have some. Scorsese is just having some new fears unlock in my mind after after a few of uh, these movie watches. I think you know we did say this is a unique uh, Scorsese movie. I'd say like After Hours still seems to me like his. Well, Taxi Driver is pretty unique. I'd um, say like After Hours is his most uh, original work. I would say mm-hmm. like you can't mm-hmm. point to anything outside of the genre, like outside of like any other movie and you can go, well, that's like after hours. You can't point to anything within Scorsese's filmography mm. and say it's exactly like Shutter Island. You know, like you could make the connections between Goodfellas and Casino and Irishman and all the mob movies and mm. even to a degree after hours and Taxi Driver a little bit. But like, you know, there's not another detective noir, massive twist ending sort of thing that in Scorsese's filmography. This is kind of it. Um mm-hmm. Now there are movies that exist like it, you know, like like Seven and 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 stuff like that. But uh, I just just hit me the normal lady that he was interviewing, writing down Run, telling it like trying just to help him out. He's just trying, like she wrote down Run on his little notepad, you know, and then mm-hmm. like he showed Sheen after. She was just, I guess, trying to be a homie and be like, hey, oh, like, yeah. hey, dude, where's he gonna go though? Where the fuck is he gonna go? On an island, you know? They control the ferry. It's like. That's a they got a good system going there. You know, if you need to run it shit. I mean, even if they are setting them up and they did, this whole library was supposed to set them up, how would how the fuck would anyone know? I mean, like, no matter what, like if they are setting them up, it's a sound plan. It's perfect. It's it's exquisite. You know, like you couldn't have they couldn't have gone better for them. You know, and that's part of why I don't that's part of why I don't think it's a setup is because like if it was, it went way too perfectly and leo yeah. was playing directly into it and you know like all that all that stuff and again i do think that just the the emotions you feel at the end of the movie and just the rawness like whenever we get that full my favorite scene is the the revelation you know like the okay. the flashback to what happened that's uh. too raw to not be what happened. Okay, that's you know, fair. Like it's just it's it's they don't Every cut other, away. It's right. this scene, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. Um, Leo's Every performance. I mean, he's yeah. That's you're right. Every other flashback was like a dream or like mm-hmm. a a complete. You know, you obviously knew it wasn't reality. This right. was. Coming home from work. Like, like, and every other one was like a flashback. It was like him experiencing the moment again. Mm. Whereas this, I don't Ooh. think he's, uh, you know, it's just kind of no. him recalling it, not really living mm. in it, you know? Um, 
Yeah. But I mean, for uh, him, it's basically him living through it for the first time again. Cause he's so, mm-hmm. you know, he, he didn't think it happened. You know, he's, he's like to believe in it again is to kind of, he had to relive it, you know, and he had to remember everything that happened that, yeah, that's just, I mean, that, I, I just think it's too, to watch, you know, that like, that is, my oh, favorite line comes from that moment because there's multiple times where it, you know, when he, when he, it's all movie, it's been, why are you all wet, baby? Mm-hmm. And then he, he gets there and he goes, baby, why are you all wet? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's mine. It's when he flips it and it's like, baby, comma, mm-hmm. why are you all wet? Because that's like a, ooh. when he gets up the stairs and Ben Kingsley's like, why are you all wet, baby? Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck did you just say? He's like, you know what I said. Uh, like I, I love, I love that shit. Um, yeah, it's crazy how like we got nothing with these kids at all. We've only seen them pop up in dreams and weird little scary parts. Enough, man. Anything about just a dead child is just like, yep. Especially this is gruesome. A father, you know, like this is this lake. is bad. Like, um, him just like it, jumping in, like him like slowly looking over her shoulder, and then like the slow realization of like what happened, you know, and then he just nah. runs, jumps in. Oh, dude, uh-uh. like that. Shit. Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams is fucking really? fantastic. That's by the true. way, um, abs- that, every scene yeah. she's in, she's awesome. You know, like the paranoid mm-hmm. delusion of her being like, "You got to get out of this place, honey." Like that whole thing, mm-hmm. she's awesome in every scene. But that particular scene. That's one of the best scenes in her entire career, dude. Like, I love Michelle Williams, and she is brilliant in this role. But, uh, yeah, the there's just really, really ominous imagery, man, of whenever she's just sitting there in that rocking chair and the, the ground under her is wet. And mm-hmm. he's like, baby? And he's, like, looking around for the kids, can't find them. And... They're at school like, today. The, the kids honey. are at school. It's Saturday, baby. They're They're not at school. They're at my school. Oh, oh, oh no! That's that. That doesn't sound good. Is that yeah, insect crawling yeah. around on your skull right now, honey? You know what's? Oh, I guess like I hadn't considered. I was like, it's very trusting of them to believe. There's probably forensics and an alibi he has for him not being there. He was a U.S. marshal. Yeah, he was at. He was at work. They died during the hours he was at work, where he was, you know, Fair. known to be at work. So Fair. like. There. You know, that was that was a part of the thing that I was like, whoa, how it's just forensics. Um, you know, it is a shitty shot, like, but like the overhead shot of all the oh, dude and him laying her next. No. to like, Oh, dude. Like, whenever then, he's oh, whenever yeah, he holds all of them and he's oh. in the lake, dude, that one fucks me up, too. There's a lot that like it, him swimming out there and throwing each of them over his shoulder. Like the this is one of those scenes that reminds you like there are a few actors and a few directors and i said this about martin scorsese when we started this project where like Mm -hmm. we kind of take for granted just how good martin scorsese is you know it's just like well martin scorsese's good and we know he's gonna be good so we don't really appreciate how good he is Mm -hmm. this is the one with leo that made me feel that way i was like where do you have to go mentally to get there? You know, whenever he shoots Michelle Williams and lays her on the ground and he's just fucking losing, like, do you cut and he's just like, like tightens it up or like, how do you escape that place? You know, do you just keep like, you got to keep riding that out. I think, you know, like, how do you do that? It blows my fucking mind. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. This, this might be my favorite Leo performance. There is like, there's, 
I Titanic. I you for that. Titanic's good. I haven't seen. Uh, I would even... say that he's a better actor in this movie, even though I like mm. the movie Titanic more. You know, it's like a more, it's a way happier movie too. It's sad ending, you know, with with Jack and all. But way I, I'm way happier. Well, he has watching... a has much better time in Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, I'd rather watch Titanic. Um, if I'm if I'm trying to have a good time, than Shutter Island. That's for no, sure. Yeah. You know, you know this. This is uh quite the Halloweeny vibe movie. I don't know if it yeah, will, yeah, if it will slot in there. Possibly, but uh, I don't know. I mean, the, you got this horror psychological thriller sort of angle. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. there's there there are movies where like uh, I'll watch a, mo- a lot of movies that have this sort of thrillery, um, vaguely scary vibe. Like there are parts that are freaky. You know, like. Mm the old woman when he shows up with like the black eyes and wispy hair Lit throat as yeah. well. I'm good. I'm, yeah. yeah. That was, it didn't come back to that ever. Just, just to freak him out. Walk well, in the building. You know? And that's another thing. Is that person real? Uh, the, the thing to me is that she looks, mm. she looks just like Rachel one in heavy makeup. She looks just like Emily Mortimer with a fake wig and a bunch of heavy makeup on and fake eyes. Like, um, at least it did to me. And I, I looked through IMDb and I could not find a credit for this woman. So I was like, yeah, what would they credit her? Reapy. That'd be a weird credit to make. A you scary know, lady. But, okay. Yeah. I guess for that little shot, why not just use someone who's already on set, you know, or whatever. So that, that could make sense. Um, yeah, I yeah, forgot about her. Something like- I forgot about her until, until just now um well and it's just one of those things that's trying to ease you into the vibe you're about to intake you know like it's just setting the tone really mm-hmm. being like yep bad shit's about to happen you know um yeah, the the only thing that i don't have slotted in for my favorites is my shot and it's like nothing specifically like stood out and i was like oh oh my god like that's that's 100 it it was just like I noticed on this watch how, like, almost every scene was just, like, I don't know, just, like, the way that he shot just conversations was even interesting. Like, I, it's, mm-hmm. there There were so many, like, conversations that were, were so good. Like, in the graveyard, whenever it's, like, the storm's just coming down, and him and Chucker, they find that, like, little, I don't know what you call that little sarcophagus no like little building that holds a coffin i don't yeah um tomb maybe it's yeah Yeah, they're in that little tomb and like it's i don't know there's just it's just i a scene that they're just talking you know they're just there talking whatever but i'm like i'm noticing like man this is actually like why does this look good it's dark as hell and it's like you know they're in this tomb it's a horrible you know they're a graveyard but it's looking good the the little uh meeting dr collie for a cigar and seeing Nazi. I, I call him Nazi doctor. I still don't know his name. Um, I just kind of Doctor Nayring. Nayring. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that that I just I love a good fireside chat. Um, and a with a a record playing in the background. Uh, that that was just a very satisfying looking looking part of the movie. Um, but I think I don't know. My my favorite shot scene was actually like the his conversation with Andrew Latus in quotations right you know eric or was it uh is it latest yeah or the version who he no no it's after he he attacks 
the one dude in Ward C, and then he goes and finds Noise, George Noise. That's George Noise. Okay, that makes because I thought the dude he attacked on the balcony was George Noise. No, that's just some guy. That makes so much more. So who's is George Noise just an actual patient in Ward C, or like I believe was, so. Because he the whole thing with him is he was like, "You're the reason I'm in here." You know, he's like. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be here. You got to get me out of here. You got to choose. You either got to choose to, you know, bring this whole place down, or uh, you got to. What was the choice he gave him? Was like you either got to. I don't know what was up with that guy. Yeah, to... I mean, that's a scene you got to rewatch. I think the reason he's in Ward C is because he wasn't going to go along with uh... the thing they were doing. Okay. Um, watching yeah, yeah. his scene, he is very blunt about what's happening, but he's so deep in his delusion that he's mm. projecting it onto the situation he thinks is happening. I see. Um, that makes sense. That's a good. So he's good like, uh, "You did this to me. Um, mm -hmm. Like you did this to me." He's not talking about the, like strictly. It's your fault that uh, you know I'm in here. You locked me up. Whatever. It's mm -hmm. legitimately that you beat the shit out of me a couple weeks ago. This is why I look like this. You know. Uh, did he? Like, yeah, I think that's something that Ben Kingsley's character says at the end of the movie. He's like, uh, "Oh, George Noyce, Yeah, like you. You attacked him on the yard a couple weeks ago. So that's, that's another reason that because I thought that because he did attack a guy in Ward C. You know, I ah, thought that yes. was the guy that they were, you know, he was just choking him out or whatever. Um, no, yeah, there's a, there's, it's implied that through the time he's been here before this delusion started, he mm -hmm. also attacked okay. George Noyce, which okay. is another thing that kind of presents a violent history at the island and implies that he's extremely dangerous, you know? And I mean, Noyce was fucked up. Like he, he got his ass good, you know? Um, True. Yeah, he did not look good at all. Um, damn. Yeah, that dude. Okay, that's fair. Dude is dude is. He's highly trained, you know. So like, if you yeah. go into a, even in a diluted state, you've got muscle memory. You know, if you know how to do shit, you're gonna fucking do shit. You know, like that's uh. Damn. Yeah, he's... that's some dark shit. But uh. Fucked. Oh man. Hmm. Okay, that clears up George Noise for me then. Because, uh, I don't know, all the little bits of me holding on, you know, it's it's the lady in the cave, it's the George noise, it's the, mm. um, or Rachel, too. Um, yeah, you know. no, it's all. It's just a show, and it's okay. Yeah, it's... no, it sucks. It does suck. You don't want that to be the case, but it's definitely what's happening. And, uh, and it, I'd kind of, I found myself, the thing that I did not get the first time is that he is not deluded at the end of this movie you know he is voluntarily mm -hmm. going to get a lobotomy that is he is 100 percent. that's what i'm doing and that's okay with me i'm fucking done you know like that's that's what he thinks is that's fine with him mm -hmm. um i did not get that the first time mm. and that actually while it is a sad way to take the story there is a perspective to it where it's like, at least he's taking control of his narrative, you know, like he, he's been out of control. He's been completely 
you know, out of the loop as to what's happening in his own head. Now that he has complete control over his faculties and everything, he's like, at least I get to make this choice like Dang. consciously. So there's there's a vaguely you could put a positive spin on it. It's obviously extremely sad. Um I would yeah. I would rather well, I love that last line and I love that last scene and I think it's I think it's great. You know, the happy ending guy in me would love if he just did the whole like I need like Ben Kingsley's like, I need you to say it. And he says all of it. And he's like, so yeah, that's what happened. And it cuts to black and that's it. Like he's, he's out of his delusion. Mm. We're good. You know, that'd have been nice, but it wouldn't have been, it would, it would not be a fitting way to wrap up this movie. I don't think like they narratively tied that together. I think very, very nicely. So you mm, know, I don't yeah. have any actual complaint. In the movie. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Maybe he, he breaks through. Cause like, would you want to see him? I mean, obviously, you'd want to see him healed and doing good, and like, you know, not go get a lobotomy. Um, but for the, the other movie, thing is that it's fifty. It's like the fifties, and he murdered someone. So like, him being like good now is like him still going to a full max penitentiary, just not on Shutter Island. You know, like it's just. That's fair. If he gets released from here, he's. Not Just going go to a less—it's a lesser facility, probably on the mainland, though. You know, like that's all. Dang, um, that's true because this is only where they send the worst of the worst. Yeah, like, <laughs> really, there's a breakthrough. It's still like, well, congrats, buddy. You did kill so your is wife, he though, just so the worst gonna... of the worst because he's delusional and dangerous, or yeah. the act that he committed? I think it's because he's delusional and dangerous. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I think they're they're placing more uh, the, again. I I do think it's more a what he's capable of rather than what he has done. Because mm. I mean, you can be trained and dangerous in a normal facility if you are sound mm. of mind. Mm. You know, like uh, it's like yeah. you are you have the wherewithal to go. I will not do that. You know, I have full control mm. over what I'm doing, and I don't want my time here to be any worse. So I'm just, you know, like I, but when you literally go into a fugue state, basically, and think you are in some way superior, that's you know, true. to the, like, to the other prisoners, that's that. what he does the whole time. He's like, these, yeah, these like, mental patients, you know, he's, he's, he's got a self-hatred fair. thing going on hard where he's projecting onto everyone else. Mm. Um, and it, basically his delusion gives him like the okay to kill someone because he yeah. thinks he's like for an investigation it's like if it's you know he's a cop yeah it's like he he could he could do it so i I, okay maybe he did maybe he was at a different institution before shutter island and they just killed so many people they're like all right fuck it like holy shit send it send him away like alcatraz isn't even good enough for this dude that was an island he did fair you know like maybe maybe before they realized he was full-blown delusional and had a terrible mental illness he wasn't sent to Shutter Island, you I mean, know. Dude like definitely a, went to some jail or something, you know. Oh, right? Yeah. Whenever, because I mean, they I'm assuming the cops stroll up, or he calls the cop. I don't know. Does he? Since That's he's a marshal, I'm assuming so. Him? You know. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, that's what do you do? You know, put yourself in his shoes right then and there. You you come home. Your kids are dead. You kill your wife. You're a U.S. marshal. Naturally. Do you 
No, I mean, like, you don't, I, I, I think that what we're either betting on is that he was of sound enough mind to go ahead and just call and go, need y'all to come out here. Like, some mm. terrible shit happened. Eesh. Just get out here. Ooh. Or he's immediately delusional, calls and is like, my wife died in a house fire. Uh, That's, you know, like, oh, yeah, they come. She's been shot. His kids are drowned, and they're like, "Okay, buddy, let's go ahead and scooch you on up to Shutter Island. How's about it?" You know. Uh, okay. Then what's up with the um when he blows up the car and he's kind of like letting go of you know his past? At least that's what it seems like he's doing. He's like, "Yeah, he's like, I love this tie because you gave it to me." But, but it's an ugly fucking tie. Ugly fucking know? tie. And then she blows up. His daughter also walks into the explosion. You know, is that. Maybe it's a think... sign that he's ready to let go of his delusion. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, breaking a little bit. That like, you it's... know, uh, because he's been given. That's the first time he sees his wife with that little girl. He is starting to like really start to trend like yeah. yeah go go kind of crazy too off so he, i guess i mean because there's no reason for him to connect those two beyond the delusion breaking slightly mm. like it's starting to fall apart mm. um some people say reasons to believe that he might have done something worse is that he only remembers the memory after he sees the picture of his children or if they are his children, you know, that he sees these pictures and then he places them in this memory, you know, whatever. That, that's what some people mm-hmm. think is that, like, it's not until he sees these pictures and that it's explained to him, whatever. Um, but then their, their reasoning is that it's like it, he's done something far worse. So this is just a, you know, a, a good cover up for whatever he did do. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think talking through it, I don't really buy that anymore. No, I mean, like, uh, I would like to think that. But again, I think that's just... I think it's the, avoiding what the movie gives you, you know? You're like right it's, it's, about the emotion of that scene. Like, they yeah, wouldn't, no, pour, like, it, like, I mean... There's something too personal. Yeah. There's something too personal about it. And even just the memory of it is obviously very, very intense and feels way too real to have been manufactured. But I don't know. I don't think that Ben Kingsley's Dr. Kali, his revolutionary, you know breakthrough method mm. was just gaslighting a patient into believing they did something less than what they did. You know, like it's just, yeah, I think he That's showed him what he did. He needed him to realize what he did do. Cause he was also trying to satisfy the board. He needs him to say exactly what happened. It's not like the board is going to be like, well, now he's just created a different fucking delusion. You know, like that's not what happened either. So like, that's true. I yeah. think, it, I think just logically it, it has apart. to be what happened. Yeah, that's fair. This is fair. Poor, oh. And then, like, uh, the the last straw in the whole... Because, you know, uh, it's not until the very end of the movie that you can even kind of answer the question of whether he's being set up or it's truly a, you know, it's, it's truly a, tr- a method to try and get him to break through. But Ben Kingsley, he knows what he's going to say. He says things that he has not been present to hear him say throughout the course mm. of the movie, you know, whenever he pulls up and he's like, why are you all wet, baby? And Leo's like, what are you talking about? What did you just say? He's like, you know what I said? You know, like, he's like, 
we've done this before. I know that's something you say. I know that that's a triggering sort like there's just too much evidence pointing to the fact that Teddy's mm. full blown lost it. I guess. She, see, there's a few things that like even Sheehan couldn't have reported back to him because Sheehan wasn't even present to hear some of it, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. that's why yeah. I'm like, I think there's just too much evidence pointing to this is, this is authentically, you know, happening. The delusion is that it's a setup of some sort. Um, damn. You know, wow. it's sad, but. It makes for a better movie. Yeah, I, think. I mean, at the end, he looks down at the like ice pick. Like mm-hmm. he like he takes a look at it and he's like, and then just just keeps on walking. So it's like, yeah, dude, dude knows exactly what's about oh, to happen. Yeah. Um, but it is it is in, that that back and forth at the end there is really interesting. It is, I guess it's it's a more mysterious way to end the movie. You know, like I guess you mm-hmm. know he's about to be lobotomized. So like. Yeah, but they do leave that, like, you know, he looks at Chuck and he goes, uh, or Dr. Sheen and he goes, so what's our move today? And he goes, uh, I don't know, you tell me. He goes, I think we gotta get off this rock. They're not gonna get us, partner. Which is also a little counterintuitive what his whole, anyway, you know, like, I know there was a couple points where he's like, we gotta get out of here, but then his, you know, mind palace, his imaginary wife would always be like, you have to stay. You know, Andrew Latis is here. That's You've got to figure that out. Um, so it's just, it's just interesting. I don't know. But yeah, ultimately I think that I, 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 I couldn't, Lattis. when I saw it the second time, I couldn't believe I didn't put that together the first time that it was fully him voluntarily going with them. His wife does say, like, when you find Andrew Latis, you kill him dead, Teddy. Still listening to his wife. That's interesting there. He does find Andrew Latis. And he kills him dead. Yeah, he does. Okay. Wow. Damn. No, those dreamscapes were really cool, though. That was Ooh. another, I like, the migraine he has that's so bad that he goes and lays mm. down. That's the one where I'm like, that, that shit's might be good. a shot. There's a shot in there where I think they might just be hugging. But then in the background, you see the lake. I think it's the lake at, through the windows. But then you see, like, burning. It's not even, like, at, it's like leaves or something. Yeah. Like, dark, just leaves falling. And then you're like, oh, this, like. It's just a dream. The way that they're talking. He's like holding her as she starts to crumble and stuff. Like, yeah, man, that was pretty cool. It's gorgeous. No, my favorite shot was something pretty simple that I just, I'm a sucker for. And it's so detective noir, Mm. like forties ass shit, you know? And, uh, it's whenever they're standing on the the cliffside with John Carroll Lynch, the warden, the deputy warden. Mm. Um, and, Ruffalo's like lighting a cigar and Leo's got like his notepad and he's looking at John Carroll Lynch and there's like this upward shot of them with the dark sky yeah. in the background, them standing on the ledge. And it's like, a, I mean, it's a classic camera trick to show you that these are our heroes, you know, like these are the people who are the good guys of the movie. So it's kind of disarming the first time you see that as like, these are the good guys, you know, like we're, we're looking at them in this heroic light and it's because mm-hmm. in his story, 
he's created a fiction where he's the hero, you know, like every, every angle of him at the beginning of the movie is like, it's strong, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's powerful. Um, you reminded me of a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I guess I, I must, most of my shots that I choose are wide shots that like you just choose as a freeze frame instead of right. like how the shot moves or how it was shot. Right. Right. And there was a nice freeze frame. Um, and it's whenever before Chuck leaves the like top of the mountain and like leaves his little cigarette butt there. How the f- wait a minute. What the? F- I thought of a plot. Okay. This might be a plot hole. But the shot, regardless, was just them standing on top of the cliff in the lighthouse in the background. It's day. Yeah, yeah. It was just a real super, t- like, super high. I don't know, probably from a helicopter. I don't know where they took that shot from. Um, is it? That's the sort of shit real. where I'm like, there, there are shots every once in a while where I'm like, this is fucking fantastic and only possible if you have a fucking budget. You know, like a, like a, yeah. A goddamn mm-hmm. budget, you know, like this had eighty million dollars behind it, and there's just it's an open, it's a shot at the beginning of the movie where I was like, that it's so simple, it's so like it's just mm-hmm. part, it's it's not even important necessarily. They're driving down the road in that little Humvee towards the, and there's this overhead shot where the camera's mm-hmm. just like flying along with them, like above them, and I'm like. That's, I don't even know exactly how you pull that off. Like, I don't know if that's a fucking drone or if that's like a crane that they are just stretching along. Like, it, it's just so simple. It's not important. It's an in-between sort of thing. Um, 2010, probably a helicopter straight. Yeah. Up. Yeah. I mean, if, the, I mean, I'm assuming this is a real island, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. I guess some of the stuff could be not on an island, but like, there's a lot of stuff here that is definitely visual effects in. Um, mm-hmm. There are certain shots with Leo on that on the like embankment at the bottom of the island with like the active waters in the background, and he's on like the rocky surface. That I'm mm-hmm. like, it's shot extremely well, and because it's shot extremely well, you can get away with the visual effects not being great. You can tell he's not in front of a body of water. Um, yeah, no. And I, so, like, there, there are there are moments like that. Um, he didn't climb but that down could just the actual be, cliffside, you know. The um, safety, just because, like, they don't want him standing in front of active waters on sharp rocks. You know, yeah. uh, you're yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. We kind of need you the, around. The plot hole that I I just kind of thought of. Maybe it's not a plot hole. I don't know. We'll talk through it. But the the paper that Chuck has, it's like, hey, here's the the fucking slip for patient number sixty seven or yeah, whatever. Latest, yeah. Um, here it is. Here's the proof. We got it. And then he goes. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. I, I need to go to the lighthouse. I need to figure it out. I need, to, I need to figure this shit out. Goes down there, realizes he can't get there. Walks back up. Chuck's gone. He thinks he jumped off because he sees the you know pattern on the rock that looks like Chuck. But then as he's climbing down. The cliff, he catches and he he sees that paper that Chuck had, the mm-hmm. like the slip for that this patient number sixty seven or whatever. And then he had it. Well, I guess he just put it in his pocket, and he never really. I don't think it came up again, did it? Probably not. Not until the end of the movie. Um, did he bring it? But did he? Did he? Doctor Collie, I can't remember how Doctor Collie presents it. I don't know if it's pulling it out of his pocket or if it's. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, he goes, I have proof, you know, it's, 
patient 67 it's andrew latest and he's like oh yes the proof which you conveniently never looked at you know like he does that whole thing he's like you because he doesn't want to confront that he doesn't want because it describes what he did it's the memory you know and he's like he does not want to look at it uh so he doesn't ever look at it um Wow. And so, like, I think I I can't remember exactly how that reached there, but I'm pretty sure you're right in that he put it in his pocket, never looked at it. And then in the cliff, he put it in his pocket. I just didn't remember how it was brought back out. Yes. I believe uh, he's like, I have the proof. You know, you're doing some fucked up shit here. You said there were 66 patients. I have proof that there's 67. Uh, And he's like, oh, yes, the proof, which you never actually looked at, huh? You know, Uh, it's you. Um, you are the proof. Uh, actually, that, yeah, okay. that's fair. Fair enough. Um, okay, no plot holes there, uh, necessarily. No, it's pretty. It's pretty tight. Um, like, and that's something that anytime I've had like, anytime I had any doubts about this movie, where I was thinking about like, uh, oh, why'd they do that? Where where are they going with this? Is that is that an op- Is there some sort of missing link there? I'm like it's, it's mm. Scorsese, you know, not it's a not lot a of Nol- oversight. This isn't a like Nolan that. movie, you know. Yeah, this isn't Interstellar. This isn't Tenet. You know, we don't we don't need to think that deeply into it. Although, the title is an anagram for Truth and Lies, so maybe this Ooh. does go deeper. Oh, it's either Truth and Lies or Truth slash Denials. Um, mm. I don't know that. It's kind of cool. Another little anagram in there. Maybe they didn't even plan that one. You know, uh, I don't. I don't know where the name Shutter Island comes. If this was like a a legitimate like uh, facility, you know. Um, I wonder yeah, if right. there's like some history to the name Shutter Island, or if they did just make up a name. You know, for oh, it's a not. It's a novel. Oh yeah, it's based on a book. Yeah, in two thousand three. Okay. And yeah, that was just called Shutter Island. So maybe maybe that author just made it up. I don't know. Um Inspired by the hospital grounds on Long Island and the Boston Harbor. So yeah, it looks like just a, a fictional island here. Um But hmm, okay. Yeah, I'm looking at the like goof section of the IMDb and all of it is so fucking minimal. Like none of it matters in the slightest. You know, like it's like, well, at one point he says that there is uh, you know, poison ivy and live oak over there. This part of the country doesn't actually grow poison ivy or live oak. You know, so like it's Bro. just it's small shit like that where it's like Yeah, okay, well that's pretty inconsequential. Um Yeah. I don't, I don't really care about that. Um. Oh, throughout most of the story, it's cloudy and the rain gets heavier and heavier. The sun only comes out in the final scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of that does make sense. Yeah, it is a huge storm the whole yep, time. It clears yeah, yeah, up yeah. right when the revelation is about to come about. You know, mm-hmm. it's a that was a pretty nice little, nice little indication there. Was you know, uh, a real storm, or was this dude just going on a tear, just going around the island, just wrecking shit? You know, is that all the damage we saw? All the trees and all the right. Trees? No, is I I tend to take it that uh, this is a little bit of a uh, 
this might be the only part of their little delusion they or not delusion but role play they set up that was not exactly according to plan you know they were like fuck a goddamn hurricane perfect you know uh because they do actually talk about like well there's patients in ward c let's lock them up who gives a fuck and they're like uh they're gonna drown if we do that if it floods like i don't think that's a good idea yeah good old good old ah, god damn it uh Nazi doctor is the one that's like, nah, chain him up. Who gives a fuck? And then uh, Kali's the one that's like, I don't know about that. That's still a little inhumane, if you ask me. And I guess it is in front of Teddy. Mm-hmm. So it is. So they do know he's there, I guess. So maybe it is some act they're doing. But uh, that that seemed pretty real. The storm, at least, you know. Oh, and yeah. Shit. Um, no, I think that it was just like a... It only helped further del- the delusion is that he got to be present for this discussion and stuff, and they just kind of, you know, went so with really it. Just, they really just let him walk around. Like, were they watching him kind of the whole time, you think? Or, like, they just kind of I think that's him... why Dr. Sheehan's with him the whole fucking time, you yeah, know? There's it's times where he's just on his own. Like, especially in Ward C, you know? Like, he beats up that dude, and they're like, no, you go take a walk. And then... Sh- and then Chuck goes with the dude to the infirmary or whatever, you know, like I'm of the mind that that's because everybody that anywhere else he was going, everybody was locked up. So he didn't have access to anybody else. I guess Um, what's he going to do in Ward C? And he was going to go find George Noyce and it was going to further try to bring it to light what happened. So like, it's just, uh, you think that was planned? The meeting with George Noyce? Like they wanted him to meet him. I could see. I, I part of the thing with uh, Doctor Sheehan's role in this is that while I think Kali planned the overarching stuff, Sheehan knows Teddy or knows Andrew very personally, mm-hmm. and will know roughly at any given point what he will end up doing. Mm-hmm. So he being next to him the whole time kind of gets awarded this freedom to be like, uh, I think you'll go do this. You go do you go you take a walk mm-hmm. like he's always got an idea of where he's going. And it helps with the uh, delusion that. Because uh, there's a point where he starts to not trust. Chuck, mm. it's very brief, but he's like uh what if, what if Chuck's in on it? You know, like, what if mm-hmm. I've never met him before? And George Noyce, even he's like, have you ever? Is it George Noyce who's like, have you ever seen him before? Have you ever worked Might with have him? Been before? Rachel too in the cave. Yeah, um, yeah. And like, you know, the food you've eaten, uh, your your friend, oh my friend, you know, or whatever. Um, or maybe that's all that's said about Chuck. Actually, to I think it might have been George Noyce. Yeah. Um, but Rachel too, she says. Um, he just asks as he's leaving, hey, I have a friend here. Have you seen him anywhere around? She goes, you have no friends um, here. And that's mm, yeah. that's kind of it. They leave. So I think it might have been... might have been George Noyce there that was, like, put, putting a lot more suspicion onto Chuck, you know? Um, but then that's interesting. That changes the, the theory that he's there because... That would mean that George Noyce is in on it the entire time. Because he would know who Dr. Sheehan is. 
Hmm. Maybe it's not brought up there at all. I don't know. No, yeah, that's why I'm like, I can't remember specifically when that happens, but, uh, mm-hmm. and it's brief, you know, he very, very quickly decides he has a great deal of loyalty to Chuck, which is another thing that I really like about the character that we are presented with Teddy, is that even when he's presented with an opportunity to go, you know what, he's in on it. I do not trust him. He has unequivocal trust in Dr. Sheehan, which I think bleeds through because of the psychiatry and stuff, like the fact that he is his closest confidant. He's like, mm. no, that, that man wouldn't do that. You know, and that's what's, that's what's interesting is that while he is betraying him, this role play is to help him mm. and stuff. But yeah, whenever he gets up there and he's like, I came here for you, you know, like I came here to save you. What are you doing to me? You know, he's like, Hey man, I, I know. Mm. We had to do it though, man. You know, like I, I appreciate you, dog, and you've done a lot, but mm. <laughs> Eesh. need help. Yeah, this. I don't know. I just pulled up the little, a little clip of, of George Noise, and I just remember that's the soundtrack though in this. That like, oh, dude, the, the fucking score. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. I. It just adds that bit of ominous and like, just. Get your heart racing a little more, you know. I I don't know. I love this one is. That's and that's the thing about Scorsese is that like usually everything, cinema wise, is firing at all cylinders. Like usually there's not really one thing that is is uh, done poorly. Um, but I think uh, this this score was was very nice. I wonder if they just have it on its own, like on YouTube. No, yeah, it's a it's a compilation. It seems of a great many mm-hmm. different. Songs. Oh yeah, it's just like a legitimate symphony. But they, I think they do have something that's like unique for the movie, though. Oh, it they have a few songs. Like, they have a few songs in um, here that are just for the movie. Um, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, no, the I guess. Now, what was the? Yeah, this is just yeah symphonies and stuff like that. Oh, oh, never mind. What I thought was the original soundtrack of the movie, it is just Symphony Number no. Three, Pasigilaga uh, from Allegro. Oh, is that the artist's name? Maybe Allegro Moderato. I don't know. Um, but it's like this bum 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 yeah. bum. You know, just the slow, just like. I don't know, cello seems like. Um Yeah. Man. Yeah, no, I uh I did I I did like this this theme or the score. No, yeah, it's gorgeous, man. Yeah, the, the that was by Christoph Penderecki. There we go. Christoph Penderecki. I like Christoph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a it, it was a gorgeous score and I think it kind of I mean, it, it it underscores a lot of the most important moments in very, very impactful ways, you know. Um, and then the silence of, like, the uh, – because, like, I don't think there's, like, any music at all. Whenever he's, like, the memory, he's, like, going mm-hmm. through that memory. I think it's just, like, straight, raw, here's what happened, you know, no music whatsoever. I know, like, it's it's always nice whenever a score can add to something, but also like the silence of nothing at all can do like even more sometimes. Like right. to cut away. Like whenever maybe there was I feel like there was a moment where music was playing and then there was this harsh 
just cut, cut off. No, cut, cut to silence. I can't remember exactly what it was. Oh man, it feels like it's near the end. Um, I guess maybe it's before he enters his dream, like enters that memory. It's like it's right. it's kind of intense, and they're like, "Don't you know? You know, we've been through this before." Blah blah blah, and like, I'll you know, pointing the gun at him, shooting him, and I don't know all that crazy stuff. Maybe there was music going on there, mm. and then they cut away for it. I'm not sure, but um, yes, yes, and the uh, I like how uh, the when I put in Doc, or Doctor Colley as my character um, was after he comes back, like. Uh, I don't know, he was gone for a little bit, he comes back, and all the patients and people that just had a meeting, and Dr. Colley's walking out, yeah, we found Rachel, everything's good, don't you, you want to get on the ferry, go back home, whatever, you want a cigarette, you know, whatever, he's like, no, I actually quit, and then he pulls out his pipe, and just blows the fattest fucking smoke cloud in his face, and I wonder yeah. if that's like, if that's like, enough, you know, is that? the medicine as well in there but he's like just fucking immune to it you know right he's, he's taking the antidote or something for this this psychotic you know or uh psychiatric medicine or something or was this dude just like you know you put me through so much shit i'm just gonna blow a fucking cloud in your face dude like, I, <laughs> I don't know like i i don't know um yeah i don't know either his pipe you know a pipe too not even a cigarette dude just lights yeah. up his, his own pipe um and was was just token it right there, but no, I I liked uh, I liked Doctor. Co- I think it might have been also just seeing Ben Kingsley off the like West shorts, you yeah. know, and then seeing him seeing him in here was was really cool. So I was just kind of paying attention to him a little bit more. Yeah, love um, love love Ben Kingsley. He's a fantastic actor, and he's got that you know foreboding sort of mm. charm, but it's also you're like do I trust you sort of Dude. thing going on? He's got that down to a T, man. It's uh, him as old professor X, you know, yeah, I, right. I don't know why I just see like, that's the only, like I see him as just a, a great, just, I think he'd be, he'd be, hella good. he'd be very good in that role. I, I like, I see him as an Xavier for some reason. I, um, see it. I see the vision. I see the vibe. I think, uh, I think I will stick with them for character though. Um, I think it's a good choice. Uh, I think like, okay. I think those two are the choice. Like, I think Sheehan and Kali are the exemplary characters in this movie. You know, I think that, you know, while it's about Teddy and, uh, and Andrew, it's, you know, he's the focus, but it's kind of this thing where we've talked about, I can't remember specifically what this is about, but everything's happening to him. You know, he spends a lot of time reacting. He doesn't mm. get to take a lot of charge. He doesn't get to mm-hmm. do a lot. They are making it happen. They are making, they are pushing the story forward in a way that, you know, affects our protagonist. Um, mm. And I think it makes them the most compelling characters in the movie. Um, maybe not the most yeah. compelling, but the, but my favorite, my favorite mm. characters in the movie. Love me a good mystery movie too. And this one, mm. We were talking at, at first, you know, on first watch. I think this one is is a movie where your the best watch that you will have will be the first watch. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I think you know, I, I think I'm on five or so, and I think it is not that it's getting worse over time. It's just that like the the effect that the movie has 
Oh yeah. Um, I mean like there's a great deal of this movie. Like the importance of this movie is placed almost entirely on the twist. And mm -hmm. if once you've seen the twist, you know, you're trying to put pieces together from what happened before that. And like I said earlier, this movie doesn't have a ton of that. It has a little bit of it where you can go like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. But it's never like, oh, I should have. Oh, how did I not? You know, like, it's never like that. They, uh, there's never anything so blatant that you're kind of like, wait, how did I not catch that? It's like, well, of course you didn't catch it. They did a very good job at veiling it. And that's, uh, Mm -hmm. No, it's fine. It's, I mean, like the important watch of a movie, I think, is the first watch. And uh, true, yeah, shouldn't I guess it shouldn't hurt a movie that, that it, it can't yeah. be rewatched. I guess, but it can only help if it does. If like if a movie is rewatchable, I think that does like add to it. Yeah, and if that, it's that, not, that, I mean, like, and if it's not. If it's good and it's not rewatchable, mm. it can't affect it. If it's mm. bad and it's not rewatch, like if it's if it's not rewatchable because it's bad, that's a different <laughs> yeah. thing. You know, uh, that's not yeah. that's not what this is. Like, I, I I just don't think that for a genre or not a genre, but a trope that typically has kind of infinite rewatch value, where it's like, oh, putting the pieces together, trying to figure out how we got to this conclusion and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. This one has surprisingly little rewatch value, um, you know. Yeah, but you know, like, I say that, but like, I guess I have watched it five times. I guess you, you know, know uh, yeah. I, I watched it a second time. I was more than willing to watch it a second time. But I, I will say, of the movies we've covered so far, mm -hmm. um, I think like where I have this on my Scorsese ranking. Ooh. And it was higher before this watch. I ended up uh, bumping it down. Um, I had it at four on my Scorsese ranking. It fell to eight. Um, mm. it's now behind, and I had an important rewatch in here that boosted up my list quite a bit. That uh is not a part of this, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, now it's behind Casino, uh, Taxi Driver, After Hours, and Gangs of New York. Um, yeah, I right now. So I made this. I think I made this list two maybe it was last was it for gangs in new york maybe i don't know i think maybe casinos when i when i actually made i it. think so yeah i think so um but i had shutter island at three uh for me um wolf of wall street number one gangs in new york number two i don't think this is number three any longer I, i'm i'm putting after hours above it i like after hours a little bit more i, I really took a liking to that um i have the depotted at five um that's another one I really need to rewatch. I think I'd like that one a lot more. You know, I don't think I can actually put it below The Departed. Actually, that I yeah, do. I don't. I, I I still have it above The Departed personally, but I do have it above Casino. I need to watch rewatch Goodfellas for the life of me. I really do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I I think I still put Casino even below The Departed for me. Uh, so I think eh, it moved from three to four, so not far, but uh, in the same direction. Yeah, I'm like of the of the movies we've covered so far, the only one below it for me is The King of Comedy. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. and that's at nine. It's Shutter Island's eight, King of Comedy's nine, and I've watched uh, fifteen Scorsese flicks, so they're 
you know, I, I love, we talk about this every week. It's like, oh yeah, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Nine. Uh, yeah. Man, what a great movie that was. Too bad it's the last movie on Martin Scorsese's freaking yeah. filmography. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Taxi Driver. People love that movie. I know some people say that's their favorite movie. I think that's kind of crazy to say it's your favorite movie of all time. But like, hey, yeah. that's, that's I will the beauty say, of movies. Between, between last week and this week, I did get a chance to rewatch it for the, I mean, it was my second viewing of Taxi Driver as well. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm a very different viewer of movies than I was a year ago. So, mm-hmm. or shit. It would be interesting to rewatch that. That was probably right two years ago and some change because yeah, we got we were, out ahead of this project out of the 52 year journey through film. We were like becoming um, good movie watchers, sort of like during. Yeah. That. No, it's funny. That Sometimes I'll go back and listen to our 52 year journey through film episodes. I'll listen to a certain episode and be like, this is, this borders on unlistenable because I'm like, I completely disagree with what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm like, that, yeah. that's, I've rewatched wow. that movie since and I'm like, that's just not the way i feel that, about that you know taxi uh, driver came out february 11th 2022 yeah that, and i mean like we did the 77 movie you know star wars on thanksgiving so like wow, uh 2021 we yeah so yeah, like yeah. it's it's been two years since i watched Jeez. taxi driver and Dang, uh, that's crazy <gasps> yeah it's a uh, and i'll, I'll I liked it a lot, you know, like that would, that would have made my top 100 had I rewatched it prior to that project, you know, like, uh, and frankly, now we're at a point where I had three Scorsese movies in my top 100. We are now at a place where I would have eight Scorsese movies in my top 100 a few weeks later. And that's, uh, like, like we're three weeks removed from that project. It's not even that fucking long ago, you know, like that's, uh. Let's see. I think I. I mean, as far as Scorsese goes, I'm. I'm pretty confident. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street should have been in mine. I saw that before I made the top 100. I don't know why it wasn't in there. I'm kind of pissed about that one. Gangs of New York definitely makes it. I really like that movie. After Hours, 100% making it. Shutter Island already did. The Departed, I don't think did. Um, yeah, it did. It did. It did. Okay. So I believe it good. did. That's good. Uh, King of Comedy? I do have a lot of kids' movies down there at the end, so, like, I don't really feel bad about adding, like, a new movie into my Right, like, right. Yeah, you have like, ten spots yeah. there where you can... Yeah. So, like, honestly, I think every movie we watched has slid slid its way in, actually, like, to the top, top 100. So, yeah, he's, uh... Scorsese, I understand. I understand why he's held... Or just, y- you know it's gonna be good. The dude just does it. Maybe um, I was tripping about you having The Departed. I can't seem to find it. I don't think... Yeah, I didn't think I have. I, I didn't think I did. Man, for some reason, I could have swore. Ah, regardless. Sounds like it should have been. I don't know. Yeah, that's... And I'm like, here, let me... Yeah, I don't think it was. That's that's wild. I thought for sure. thought for sure you had it, but I, I must have just been... Uh, must have been tripping a bit. Hmm. But yeah, all right. No, yeah, I've uh, I feel pretty good about this movie. You know, I uh, I have a great time watching it. Um, and you know, while I don't think I'll probably, that's what's interesting is that like you know I have it one spot above King of Comedy, and you know the King of Comedy isn't so rewatchable for a different reason. You know, it's just so fucking mm-hmm. awkward. So, ah, oh, man. I don't want to see that a lot, you know, like I love watching it when I'm watching it, but I do not want to watch that a lot, you know, like, uh, 
-hmm. there's a very visceral feeling with that. Um, Shutter Island does have a little bit like it's just it's fascinating the reasons different movies resonate in different ways, you know, like. uh, Mm -hmm. I think I'll come back. You know, eventually I'll come back to Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. No, like that's the thing is that I have I have no doubt I have 15 movies on my Scorsese all of these will be revi- like every single Scorsese movie hmm. you can watch twice at least, True. you know, like it's, it's not going it, to, cause I've only watched the departed once and that's one I desperately need to make it back to. Um, mm. That stacks or cast is just stacked there. That's like, dude. that's a crazy movie. Yeah. That's the departed. Ah, the departed. Everyone just fucking dies. You know, though, that's, that's like the kind of thing that gets me is that like, well, I'm just going to get to the end, and Leonardo Mark Wahlberg DiCaprio. makes it out. You know, Mark Wahlberg makes it out, but everyone Matt, else, literally, I think, yeah, I think oh, literally everyone else dies. Um, now, yeah, like it's just he's just got a fantastic filmography, yeah. and I, I've watched 15 of his feature films, but I think he has something like 26, which is like Damn. that's nuts. Yeah. Four, That's eight, crazy. twelve, sixteen. Man, I haven't old? seen. I haven't seen Silence. I haven't seen Cape Fear. Um, I haven't seen Killers, of course. Um, mm-hmm. The Age of Innocence, The Last Temptation of Christ, Bringing Out the Dead, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, New York, New York, uh, Kundun. Um, who's that knocking at my door? I think that's it. So ten. Hmm. Including yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon that I have not yeah. seen. So Dude. 25 feature films. <laughs> it's a pretty deep filmography. And uh, I got to imagine that all of them have a certain degree of rewatch value. You know, Scorsese's just, he's hes not missing, you know. if mm. e- Even on the ones that aren't a oh, boxcar Bertha, that's another one, 26. Um, Damn. Yeah, Alice doesn't live here, or not, not Alice doesn't live here anymore. Uh, Who's That Knocking at My Door and Boxcar Bertha were his first two feature films. And then Mean Streets was the one that kind of Hmm. launched him into a, like, oh, this guy's, this guy's the shit sort of thing. Um, man, he even, he directed Michael Jackson's bad music video. I remember watching the shit out of that. It's a great Um, fucking music. He's done a ton. A ton of concert it, films, which I didn't realize. Like, uh, he did the Woods, like the Woodstock movie, the Woodstock movie that, like, pretty much every documentary film mines from is Scorsese. Like, uh, oh, hmm. wow, yeah, this he just, I hope he never stops. You I know, so. we're getting it, it's kind of crazy. Killers is like, it's coming up. Yeah, like, I mean, we are seeing that in less than a week. Like, that's kind of nuts. It's this like, Sunday. That's crazy. I'm um, so excited, man. I cannot fucking... Like, I was... I had a palpable excitement for um, Asteroid City. And I... Uh, that's the only other thing I think I can point to and go, like... I was that excited. I'm more excited for this than I was Asteroid City. If I'm being completely honest. Um, this one's looking nice. You know? Just, you know, like you, it's crazy to look at Asteroid City with Tom Hanks and Scarlett Johansson and Brian Cranston and this fantastic fucking cast, this massive Steve Carell, all these guys and go like there's an even 
better legendary cast in this new Scorsese movie. And that's just, just on the backs of Leo and De Niro, you know, like that's fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, Lily Gladstone is getting a ton of praise for her performance and I cannot wait to see it. But like the selling point for this movie, and it's all you really need is Scorsese, DiCaprio, De Niro. What I told my parents and like, they saw the commercial and they're like, Oh, De Niro. Oh, Okay. Oh, they just kept going like, oh, ooh. And I Jesse think, Plemons I is in it too, yeah. so I'm excited about that one. I love Jesse Plemons. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, ah, yes, seems to be a Scorsese regular. Uh, yeah. I guess he was in our well, maybe not regular, but becoming. Semi, you know, he's a, yeah, becoming a regular maybe for sure. Um, yeah, has has his people loves De Niro. That's for sure. He sure loves De Niro. And he gets, and he gets Nero and DiCaprio. Uh, we already got we got confirmation recently, yesterday, I think, that what Scorsese's next movie is going to be after Killers. It's going to be called The Wager, based on a novel by David Graham, and the lead is going to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, so we've got uh, another Scorsese and Leo collaboration, at least. Ah, uh, and this is. I do remember hearing about this or looking into this book, The Wager, for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. think it was rumored that this would be his next movie for a while. Um, but yesterday, or, uh, yesterday it was like, it was news. It was like the next Leo movie is going to be the wager and the lead actor is going to be Leonardo DiCaprio. A tale wow. of a shipwreck, mutiny, and murder. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Leo doesn't like the water. Well, he was on... Yeah. This movie, Shutter Island, oh. hates the water. Titanic hates the water. This book? Mm-hmm. Scorsese decides fast. This book came out six months ago. This book came dude, out in April of 2023. Dude read this book or was told the story and was like, I have to make a movie on it. This story has to be good. Like, there's no way the story isn't good if, if Scorsese's like, I must make him. Dude is already, wow, six months. I mean, like, it's yep. a nonfiction book. It's based on a real thing. Ooh, so he loves he loves real things. He loves nonfiction. Yeah, wager the wager mutiny took place in 1741. So a bit more history than six months ago. Um, <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. after okay. the British warship H- HMS Wager was wrecked on a desolate island off the south coast of present day Chile. Wager was part of a na- naval squadron bound to attack Spanish interests in the Pacific. She lost contact with the squadron while rounding Cape Horn, ran aground during a storm, and wrecked on what would become known as Wager Island. The main body of the crew mutinied against their captain, David Cheap, abandoned him and a group of loyal crew members on the island, and set off in a modified schooner via the Strait of Magellan to Portuguese-administered Rio de Janeiro. Most of the mutineers died or were abandoned on shore. It's going to be intense. It's going to be an intense one there, The Wager. Um, it's not at all what I thought it was going to be based off the title. I thought it was going to be like a betting movie, gambling, you know, The Wager. That's what I thought. That's, um, that's so I, that sounds all the more interesting to me. I was like, is it like a spirit sequel to Casino? Nope, not at all. Not even a little. Um, much to look forward to. But Shutter Island, mm-hmm. do, we, uh, do we have any last thoughts before we mm-hmm. want to give this a rating? I don't believe so. I think we've we have covered it all. 
I believe. Done our due diligence, methinks. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it is only time for that. Rating. Good old rating we do. It's pretty um, good. It's a pretty strong movie, you know. Um, I have a good time with it. But it's definitely, like I said, it's not my favorite Scorsese movie we've covered so far. Um, but it's also not my least favorite. So I think that finds itself between an 8 and an 8.75 enjoyment-wise. Um mm. An eight seven five for me is its ceiling. I can't. I don't think I could go higher than that. Um, yeah, that puts on the same level as After Hours and Casino. And honestly, I think I'm enjoying Casino a little bit. I, I just kind of sit back and just kind of yeah. You're just visually stimulated. You're. I don't. Know, there's a, there's a lot more going on in Casino, even if there's not necessarily as strict of like a plot that mm-hmm. that this movie has so i think i think it's like eight five i think eight uh, five is fair i don't think i could go lower than eight five but i don't think i could go mm-hmm. for me it'd either be eight five or eight seven five but i feel like i feel like it's more fair to go eight five yeah let's go eight five okay get a little bit more inventive there and um this one's interesting critically you know like it is extremely well shot um and extremely well performed but um with a lesser director and with lesser actors this and I know that you could say that about any good movie but like uh mm-hmm. a story should also be able to stand on its own and this does yeah. to a degree you know but I do think it's carried heavily by the performers um yeah usually there's there's something that's being told in his movies like casino like there's not really much of a story but it's like it, it just goes to show like what greed and you know like just Usually there's some something you can grasp. A moral of some kind, you know? And I don't, I don't really know what the moral is from this one, you know? Like, uh, maybe just be a little more open with your mental health, maybe? Uh, yeah, right. No, and that's the thing, is that I... I uh, there doesn't need... There, that, a yeah. story doesn't need that strictly. Um, mm. It is nice to have. It is nice to have. And this is a, uh, you know, it's a compelling story. You know, I don't want to be like, oh, the story is nothing. No, like. Yeah, it is a good mystery. It is a good. It is a good mystery. And a and a lesser film, you know, it is the highlight of the movie, which is interesting. You know, mm. like uh, the, the thing is, is that the director and the, the acting is so fucking strong that it washes out the story, I think. Uh, mm. There are parts when I feel like the story is just. You know, when a story is built on a twist ending, there's just a massive, massive exposition dump at the end of the movie. It has to happen, you know, and that's uh, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Um, but Better it doesn't change the fact that it makes mm-hmm. me feel like God. This is this is so annoying, and like uh, and it's well directed, it's well acted, but still, if if you know, he comes in, and he's like, no. I'm Dr. Sheehan, you know, like that, the whole, the whole twist in, I'm like, okay, you know, it just, it just kind of makes me go, all right, you know, yeah. uh, it's fine, uh, but it's like, okay, man, you know, and I, 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 I feel like a Debbie Downer when I say shit yeah, like that. If he but, figured it out, like, on his own somehow, you know, I don't know, like, somehow right. he, yeah, and that's he, the thing, they, they literally got to a point in the story where he couldn't, they had to force this on him. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a it is purposeful within the story that they are doing this exposition dump because it is an exposition dump for Teddy. You know, like he needs to hear all this. But uh, I think a very interesting comparison is the Prestige. 
Mm. Makes the most sense. You know, I think that this is like fascinating that this is a Scorsese movie. It feels like it would be more up Nolan's mm-hmm. alley a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we gave the prestige a nine. Um, I think that all... had just a little bit more going on as far as, you know, set design is, and I don't want to say that the set, this set is fucking gorgeous. Like this whole Island thing they've got set up. Think, awesome. Uh, the grim noir thing they've yeah. got going on rocks, but it's not a period piece. It is. But they don't have to do a lot of that, you know, like they don't have to be like, well, here's the streets of New York in 1950, whatever the fuck, you know, like it's uh, it's a little different. Um, costume it. design is really strong in the prestige. Yeah, there's, this there's if, if given prestige and nine and also gangs in New York and nine. I don't know if I give Shutter Island a nine. Uh, that, I feel like I feel like it's right below. I feel like it's like eight, seven, five. Maybe you're going not. after hours with it. Cause after hours, it's kind of like, kind of like the opposite of this movie. It's like, there is no story whatsoever. I don't know. It's just kind of like, well, no, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what after hours is still. Yeah. I don't know just, how to explain just, that. It movie. just is. It exists. I don't, I don't know how to explain it um whatsoever but yeah i guess so that it would put it on that level is there any other eight seven well and then that's the other thing part of the reason we boosted after hours to an eight seven five is because there is nothing you can point to and go oh that's like that we immediately went let's look at the prestige Mm -hmm. you know like uh there there is a little bit of a and and scorsese's been on record and saying that this movie was a sort of like uh you know, it's 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 a business. Sometimes you have you have to do a movie to get a movie made that you want to mm, make. He I wanted see. to make Wolf of Wall Street, and to make that happen, he had to make Shutter Island for the studio. So it's it's a one for them, and it's it's absolutely insane that a one for them used to be Shutter Island. You know, like it's it, it, it's wow. fucking nuts yeah. that that's what a one for them used to be. Now it's like, uh, well. Go ahead and direct the flash for me, and then later you can do Batman Brave and the Bold. Um which yeah. is fascinating. But wow. uh Yeah, that that is crazy that this was just for the studio. He's like, Alright, well, whatever. I guess I'll make you guys a movie so I can make mm-hmm. a movie I want to make. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's I don't know. It seems the movie he wants to make well, After Hours doesn't really fit that. And King Comedy, I don't know, doesn't really fit. It feels like he, he likes the nonfiction vein a oh, lot. Oh yeah. It, it's it's he loves the real stories that, Captur- that yeah it's happened like, to people and it's like capturing history and putting mm-hmm. it down on film so well because can... we were talking about after hours a couple weeks ago he made that because of the frustrations he had and the inability to get last temptation off the ground uh last mm-hmm. temptation of, of christ That's was right. like canned by a studio and then it was mm-hmm. picked up by another but and through all that he was like I'm just going to fucking make this goddamn movie because I have to make a fucking movie, you know, like, and he made After Hours, which it's not a one for them. It's still something he wanted to do, but it's like, it's fascinating. That was kind of like a, I'm going to kill some time and make After Hours, you know, which is like, what a fucking talented gentleman this is. Um, Yeah, that Scorsese's insane. Yeah, this, I, I hate I love the Marvel memes, you know. Did he even actually say that, like, Marvel isn't cinema, or is that, like, just made No, up? it's complete. Like, I mean, it's... 
hilarious. People people have taken everything from those comments and construed it in the most negative possible way. He actually had a quote recently that that said like, um, and this obviously didn't get any pub because it's counterintuitive to that entire fucking narrative. But he was going. He said something about how it's not impossible for those movies to be good. You know, he's like. Those movies can be good when they have an artist behind them who really cares about what they're doing. But it's the fact that those movies are all that studios are investing in. Because that's like, you look at some of his filmography, you look at Gangs of New York, you look at this, you look at Wolf of Wall Street and Casino. Those were fucking investments. Those are not small budgets, you know? Those are, those are pretty, those are pretty massive budgets. And movies like that don't, you can't really point to anything coming out in theaters right now that feels that level besides mm-hmm. Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon. Can can you really point to anything else this year that feels that grand and like a, a studio was like, yes, we we want you. I mean, Barbie to an extent, you know, it's got that campy thing going on, so it's a little different, but That's it's still an IP it. movie. Yeah, it's still no. an IP movie that they're investing in the idea of rather than the movie itself. Whereas Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon are these historical drama epics mm-hmm. that like it's. I guess Napoleon coming out would be another Napoleon's one. coming. But that, that, Ferrari, two of those maybe. killers yeah. and Napoleon are Apple TV. Dang. And what Apple TV is doing right now. Is mm-hmm. like very obviously better than any streaming service because they are not pumping out. In, I mean, they're pumping out a lot of stuff, but good stuff though. It's good. Yeah, it's consistently good. good yeah, even the um, TV seems to be really. I haven't seen it, but it seems seems they're doing pretty well. They've got some good shit over there, man. A lot of money. It's certainly not like you yeah. know, like they're pumping out a bunch of series. You know, where it's like, um, they've got a bunch that I couldn't even tell you off the top of my head. But do you know how many Netflix originals there are? Oh, that's Fucking, true. I don't even know. Yeah, you know, like, like that's like, yeah. You could probably <laughs> count the number of Apple, yeah, Apple TV originals. Yeah, on on, good, on both my hands. You yeah, know, like maybe luck counting Netflix originals. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. There's no shot in doing that. Not but really. Yeah. So like the points he's always making about that is just that like because these IP films are such a massive deal, people who want to make some other stuff with a budget are not going to get that budget because all going to them you know the the theatrical releases when a marvel movie comes to town anything else is getting wiped out you know like it's just a guarantee when a disney movie like yeah it's true it is true it's sad Mm -hmm. in game really just changed infinity war maybe just it, it just changed the game forever like i don't know those two movies just changed in covid maybe i don't know maybe maybe it's like we're still a little early, uh, like, I don't know, like, maybe give it another year, well, strike and all, I don't know, maybe, maybe give it, like, two years. years, yeah, like, <laughs> two years and we'll be back in, in prime Hollywood fashion, but. Well, that's the thing, is you can't blame any movie theaters for wanting to show the movies that are gonna make them money. That's true. So, like, it, it, it's the fact that these studios buy up that much theater space. Mm. They're like, we want you showing this and only this. It's a fucking event, you know. Um, hmm. It's just a, it's just. A, but uh, regardless, I think that uh, 
Scorsese, he's got a uh, he's got a lot of good stuff, and he's got a lot of good stuff coming. So I'm I'm so excited for Killers. But uh, what's that? Uh, what's that? Bring Shutter Island to with an eight five and an eight seven five, an eight six seven, which ties it exactly with the Prestige uh, the that. movie we made. So I think that's the only eight six seven on the list. I believe it's a little bit above Life Aquatic, above the Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Um, Barely above Life Aquatic, though. Um, 8.2 on IMDb. Um, is that a 9? No, that is a, yeah. 8.2? Okay. That's actually, that's pretty very good for good IMDb. For IMDb. Wow. Shutter Island, it's got a 69% critically. 77% audience score. So a little bit, a little bit, you know, um, a little bit lower than IMDb, but... Uh, yeah, no, I feel pretty good about it. I'd say, uh, you are only one strong more movie, movie to go. You know? oh my God, we got we got one more movie to go, and then we're there. It's almost done. That's kind of nuts. It is. Like the thing is, is that we did the fifty-two year journey through film, right? And six movies in the fifty-two year journey through film took six weeks. Yeah, we've done. We've been doing these projects where it's two a week. So six movies takes three weeks for this, and it feels like feels like it's been such a massive investment. I've watched six fucking movies, but it's 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 over so fucking quick, you know. Yeah. Like we, we're we're a couple weeks in the making, and it's it's that, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and then we kicked it off with Wes, who was five weeks because we did ten movies. So it was just like you know, uh, there was a lot there. But mm-hmm. regardless, um. Man, I'm so excited for Killers this Friday, and we'll be talking about that next Wednesday. Our episode will be coming out on Killers of the Flower Moon. But in the meantime, we've got one Scorsese flick left in the anticipation for it, and that is his most recent prior to Killers, The Irishman. And I fucking love The Irishman. So be sure you're here on Friday for that. Um, we continue our Game of Thrones rewatch next Monday with season five, episode nine, um, the penultimate episode of a Game of Thrones season, which if you are a Thrones fan, you know, are very important. Um, the Dance so got, of Dragons. Let's ooh, go. Mm-hmm. Dance of Dragons, baby. It's going to be a goodie. It's going to be a goodie. But, uh, yeah. Then Killers next Friday. And then we're on to our Fincher spotlight oh, thereafter. Shit. Let's go. We're only doing a couple for Fincher. Only got two on the docket right now. We're also going to return to our comic book movie journey through film. Um, ironically enough, next Friday in the same, <laughs> right after in the same week. Eight. Yep. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. And then the first movie in the MCU on Friday after that. So, you know, we've got that's the thing, people. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can like stuff. It's okay to like things. You can like anything. Doesn't matter. I'm uh, still a comic book nerd till the day I die. Oh, so. fuck yeah. And I, you know, I, uh, what, would I, would I be lying if I said that watching these really, really good movies didn't affect my enjoyment of those things? Yes, I would. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would be lying. But, uh, you know, there are every once in a while they come out and they kind of surprise you and you're like, oh, yeah, this is why I like these things, you know, and we, we got a few of those. And Iron Man, I think you could argue, is one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I like these things. So we got that coming next Friday. I'm pretty sure the Incredible Hulk the week after that and then the Dark Knight the week after that. So 
you know, it's kind of an on again, off again yeah. thing with the comic book movies, as as is the case. You know, Iron Man, great, yeah, awesome, Incredible Hulk, oh, okay, uh, Dark Knight, fuck yeah, you know, and then Watchmen, oh, okay, you know, like it's just a, it's just a, it's a wonderful back and forth game that we're doing here. And then um, X Men Origins Wolverine, and then while. it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and and so it's just gonna, it's just gonna keep, it's it's up and down and up and down and up and down for the comic book movies, so. But we'll we'll steady we'll steady with the quality on Wednesdays. You're never mm-hmm. we're never gonna dip too much there. because uh, Fincher we're doing Club and Social Network Fight Club and the Social Network in anticipation of the killer. Mm-hmm. And then after that we're doing Michael Mann in anticipation of Ferrari. We've got um Thief, Heat, and Collateral mm-hmm. all in anticipation of that so stuff coming up and i mean like there are there are some fucking movies coming out soon man like poor things i'm so excited for that with your yorgos lanthimos directing priscilla sofia coppola so we got there's just so many good movies coming out and um i'm super ready for this season but uh yeah with that if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where you'll find over 52 hours of content i boosted the number by two hours there don't know why um it's more it's probably, than that, probably. Yeah, it's probably like 75. Yeah. Maybe more. Maybe I don't know. Long. Like, I've been saying 50 hours film. of exclusive content for over a year. So, mm. um, it's a lot. Um, we're, we're going to be doing a five by five Halloween edition coming up soon. Um, on Halloween. Um, but we're going to mm. try and sort some things out on the Patreon. So we, you get a little nice little glimpse into what we might be getting into there on, uh, on our Patreon, a little be- behind the scenes stuff, you know, Loki's going on right now. And if we're going to talk about Loki, it's going to be over there. Um, but yeah, let's see, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom podcast. Remember to stand in solidarity with SAG after as their struggle against the studios continues. And it's looking, uh, not, not promising. Yeah, we didn't at the moment. Direction. It didn't. It didn't seem like. It's no, it looks like right. things got worse, which is not what we were hoping. No, which is also fascinating to me. Like what? You know, they went on strike several weeks after the writers, so they're just going through the same cycle of things. They're hoping that what didn't work with the writers will work with the actors. So hopefully, here in about a month, we've got a deal. I would love that, but you know. Ah. Uh, you can hold out hope, um, but just remember that the uh, the actors deserve everything they're asking for. Without them, the studios would have nothing. They'd have nothing, you know. AI can't replicate that. Mm. Yeah, and that like Disney. It's like it's like yeah. may and, and I. I do not believe this in the slightest. It's like, maybe you could get away with writing. Maybe. Even Mm -hmm. then, it would be bad. You cannot get away with the acting for AI. You know, like, you, we are nowhere near there. Okay? Um, yeah. So, and I'm not saying that's the reason the studios need to come to the deal. It's just that, like, I don't even understand what they could possibly be thinking and not giving them a deal. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what what are you going to do if you don't have actors? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know, like, uh, so 
I'm hoping the the solidar- solidarity there it is solidarity <laughs> will uh, hold out. Uh, yeah, so Irishman this Friday. Nice little Irishman reference there for you. But uh, yeah, a lot of union talk on this Friday for the Irishman. So mm-hmm. yeah, stand in solidarity with uh, <laughs> with Sagaftra. Um, but yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. Why are you all wet, baby? <laughs>